All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. I think uh, we should both be ashamed that we haven't spoken about the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I, 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 would, I would love to talk about that shit, really. I would, but... Um... You know, I, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Chris Pratt. And, like, I know that, like, James Gunn came up to bat for him. Hmm. And I don't know. It just... Every, every, like, uh, like you know, um, it, it just... It, it's confusing to me. It's very confusing. Hmm. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. What about you? How do you feel about it? Uh, I'm not a fan of, of Chris Pratt. Uh, but I have a feeling that he uh, and the Guardians are not really featured, are not going to be featured much in Thor Love and Thunder. You know, they're going to have like the cameo like, hey, remember us from Endgame, you know, <laughs> back in 2019, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, you know, just to stoke the fire for the third film uh, for next year. And I don't know, uh, depending on how how much Chris Pat, Pratt speaks or, you know, doesn't over the next year, it, it's going to let me know whether I'm going to go to the theater to see Guardians 3. But um, I'm excited to see Thor. Um, I think they found their voice in uh, Thor 3, you know, making him funnier, making the whole situation more whimsical. And I think they're going to continue on that trail. And just to have, you know, uh, Lady Thor in in this one, um, I think otherwise, it's going to be fun. Otherwise known as Thor, right? <laughs> otherwise known as Thor, yes. My yeah. apologies. My yeah. apologies. Just, no, it's all right. Just wanted, just wanted to, uh, you know, put some sort of distinction on it. Because if you're a Marvel fan and you've read the comics, there are many Thors <laughs> throughout, you know, of different species, of different time periods. So, you know, I just wanted to designate Lady Thor. But no, she's she's just straight up Thor, you know, so. Well, that's the thing is that it's become uh, it's become like a source of contention with the more kind of, uh, you know, you know, you know, the kinds of uh, fans that this kind of shit attracts. Mm. The kind mm. of fans that we usually shit on because they're dorks and they oh. can't just, you know, accept change. So. Um, you know, it's pulled them out of the woodwork, and so now we have to shit on them, because I am Pav. And I'm E. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't snap out of the, the Riddler uh, cadence. <laughs> That's hey, just do it, man. If that's yeah. if that's who you are, I mean, I'm sure you're driving Sabrina absolutely fucking insane with it, just like you did with Bane. So you know, just just live your truth. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, 
that's that's just the way it's got to be. That's just the way <laughs> it's got to be. Hey, listen, it's 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 too late for her. She said her vows. She said for better, for worse in sickness and in health. And this is definitely a sickness. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> just, just got to roll with it. <laughs> and it's definitely worse. <laughs> Dude, what light did you just turn on? <laughs> oh, man. I just like, uh, I have been shown the lights of the Lord for, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> for I have heard some crazy ass shit. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, I, I, just to touch on this for a quick second. By the way, you're listening to the only show that mixes politics and pop culture with equal measure. Well, uh, with with differing measures let's say that um but uh <laughs> but yeah uh we were talking about uh the fact that uh natalie portman is going to be playing thor which brought out um some of the uh more shitty personalities of the fandom mm. but speaking of shitty personalities marjorie taylor green back oh. in the news again what did she do now uh, she basically talked about how, uh, she basically talked about how there, there's footage rolling around, uh, the internet, basically saying how she believes that abortion is caused when, by the devil whispering in women's ears. Oh, God. And, and telling them that it's okay. So basically, it's a, it puts all the onus and blame squarely on women for choosing to go and holding the hands of Satan, <sighs> the, the winged one, the cloven hoofed, you know, red, red bandana, I, <laughs> I assume, blasting Kid Rock, uh, uh. quoting Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, man! Wow, talk about a haymaker out of nowhere! Jeez, woo! Look, well, I don't know what Hayden did to you, but uh, he made that movie. That's what he did to me. You gotta lighten up. Hey, hey, listen. He had house payments to make. Okay, all right. Okay, all he, right. He thought the Vader train was gonna go on for decades. And then after that third film, things dried up. And he was just like, I got to do something. I got to do something with this pretty face. And uh, somebody's just like, we got a movie with Samuel L. and special effects. And we think you're going to be perfect. He was just like, great, sign me up. It can't go wrong. Jumper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the Morbius of its heyday, really. Mm, mm. <laughs> it, can we just call it what it is? It's proto-Morbius. God, how I can, fucking hate that movie. How can you even say that when you haven't even seen Morbius? Uh, have you seen Morbius? I have not seen Morbius. Well, then, I tried. I, mean, I told you the other week. I tried, and my Amazon yeah. TV was just like, oh, uh, we have an update. We have to reboot. I'm sorry. Why don't you go have some tea or something? And I was like, that's an oddly strange uh, system message to get from my TV, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, I mean, it, it, uh, the TV was right to do that to you. Props to your TV. <laughs> have, have you seen it? Have you fuck tried no. to? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Are you going to? Like, I'm wondering. Like, it's so bad, and you shit on this movie so much. 
I think more than any other movie that you haven't seen ever in your life, um, at some point you've got to like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, add some justification to your views, you know? No, I mean, like, if I'm feeling, like, shitty and self-loathing, then I'll put it on. Like, I, like I'm just like, ah, I just want to inflict pain <laughs> on myself. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on. Oh my God. But, but uh, no, to put it on just like willy nilly is, uh, you know, it, it's it's I, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot. And that and you know what? I'll have deserved it because there's no really no excuse for me to to put that put that on myself, you know, God damn. but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I. What were we fucking talking about before we launched into Jumper? Marjorie Taylor Greene oh, and yeah. the, the devil whispering in women's ears that's saying abortion is okay, you know? This this brings to me a, a, like uh, the, the subject of religion and politics. Why are they co-mingling with each other? Mm. Why is why is the why has the Republican Party established itself as the cat the, the Christian party uh uh, like it, 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 it fucks me up because I'm like, there is a separation of church and state, right? Mm. Mm. That's what we're taught in schools. As far as we know, like I know that uh, school curriculums are changing at a rapid pace due to the fact that uh, more uh, conservative leaning states, uh, admin state administrations are. Uh, cracking down on any kind of progressive or um, information-based learning, mm. like factual-based learning. So, mm. uh, so it, it, it's 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 just like kind of it, it's a wild world that we live in right now. You know, it is. It is. It certainly is. Um, how did the Republican Party become associated with? the the christian right i i think it just has a long history of um masquerading christian values um in order to justify white supremacy i mean there's just no other way to to say it i wish it wasn't that way um because it creates it creates tensions with those who actually follow christianity and are inclusive and are just about you know, trying to make a better world um, with those people who just want to uh, point the finger and do fire and brimstone and be on the more judgmental side of God's wrath. And um, unfortunately, that aligns really well uh, with being a white supremacist in America. Everything that you think uh, goes against white supremacy is just like, oh, that's of the devil, you know, because it takes away from quote unquote tradition and all that other shit. And it's, it's, it's fucking disgusting. Personally, I think that there's going to be a real, um, what's the phrase? Mm. We're, I think we're heading toward a real conflict for lack of a better term, uh, between Christian Christian identity in this country and what it means to be a good person. I 
I agree. I, I but I, I just feel like it's it doesn't have to be this way, right? It mm. doesn't. It shouldn't have to be this way, because if if we're talking about politics, right, we should be talking about policy. We should be talking about uh, ways that we can better our our current system like political systems we shouldn't be bringing i'm sorry i hate to say this but we shouldn't be bringing jesus into it you know because it's it 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 it, that then it, it becomes like a shield from which you can hide all kinds of corruption behind you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely but that it hasn't that always been the case with christianity with I mean, even before the founding of America, of Christians using it to, uh, you know, call women witches and burning them at the stake or uh, keeping races separate and saying, you know, it's not within God's plan for people of different races to marry or, I mean, anything. I mean, even way, way back in the day with the ridiculous tenets of like, you're not supposed to wear different sort kinds of materials together otherwise you're evil it's like dude how this this uh spirituality seems awfully bureaucratic i like i i completely agree i mean it's just it it just becomes this kind of rigmarole of of uh of of corruption you know because it's like like you said it's like the bible has often been used as a like a scapegoat for like you know uh, burning women at the stake and mm. being puritanical and and right now it's being used as a form of uh kind of uh hiding people from the truth with terms in terms of critical race theory or in in like something that is very prevalent that we haven't really touched upon the fact that like various states across the united well across the u.s are banning abortion Hmm. you know that is it's it's such a grotesque thing it's such a grotesque thing that in 2022 states are actively uh banning abortion i mean and some people you know when when you argue with I mean, we don't, obviously, because we don't waste our time with them. But when people argue with these right-wing nuts about it, they're just like, no, women can still get abortion. It's just, It just has to be within the first, like, what is it, uh, like 12 weeks or something like that or some or some some other arbitrary number that the majority of studies that come from Planned Parenthood and... Um, other bodies that keep statistics on this sort of thing, the majority of women don't even know that they're pregnant uh, within that time span. Um, it's 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 really tailored to uh, exploit what is uh, kind of like the natural order of things in order to justify a grotesque policy. And it fucking, it infuriates me. It makes me want to throw a chair like almost every day. It's like these people are such scum. Yeah, and they're and they're using like again, they're trying to use like the the whole uh, they're they're using the Bible and like the Christian principles as basically like a uh, a guide to justify 
uh, banning abortions when in the Bible it also says to justify abortions. It, I, I'm sorry. It, it also says that it like abortion is okay. It's totally fine. Hmm. Like, and hmm. it, it kind of gives you like a little how to, to do it. Hmm. Hmm. But, and I'm just like, it's th- like, you, why are, why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Uh, it's, I, th- this country is going through something really, um, profound. Uh, the identity and the demographics of this country are changing in a very, significant way and in a few short decades um, it will essentially define what america looks like for decades more or more likely centuries to come and i think there's something about that that is driving white hegemony sorry white hegemony uh, absolutely fucking insane i i i mean i hate to boil it down to, to this, but the more I watch social media, the more I watch TV, it just seems like like a certain kind of white person in this country is losing their fucking minds, whether they're in the proximity of people of color or any marginalized group asserting their right that, hey, I'm a full human being too, and I deserve equal rights and representation under the law and constitution. There's something about that that just drives white people a certain kind of white person insane and it's like it's like watching a clown show i mean yeah. you could, if you you could literally you could literally start a uh, a network and i think the young turks has has started a segment like this it's like it's like who's the karen of the day or some shit like that and it's like they never run out of material ever yeah well i mean you know you brought up uh you you brought you bring that up you bring up the clown show and i keep thinking kirk cameron can Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron, right? Oh my God! Because uh, <laughs> Kirk Cameron, you know, fucking has been that he is. Uh, finally, you know, finally uh, uh, stepped out of his poker game with Kevin Sorbo and was just like, you know what? <laughs> public schools, we can't do public schools anymore. They teach stuff. Do you know that they teach stuff? <laughs> we have to homeschool our kids to keep them away from the stuff. <laughs> God, good for you, good for you, Kirk, uh, Kurt, Kurt, whatever the fuck. Like this, that asshole. Can you believe that he actually had uh, copies of Darwin's um, theory of evolution printed, but with he inserted like a fucking his own disclaimer at the beginning like you know this is just theory if you want an alternate view you should seek other places like oh the bible and he was handing out these altered texts on college campuses and it's just like you fucking piece of shit like like you you you're literally i mean if this isn't if this isn't what uh dictatorships do um in other countries to change history. If this isn't the kind of shit they do in North Korea, I don't know what is. It's gross. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's the kind of thing that he wants. Like, he just wants, like, this kind of milk toast, like, uh, nothing to make white people feel bad kind of education. You know, doesn't want critical race theory, doesn't want... Uh, uh, anything re- involving progress or like the progressive agenda, like how uh, 
the progressive uh, democratic agenda has basically influenced and pushed our our system like our this 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 u.s system forward like Mm. how uh how workers basically you know uh were uh, like created the eight-hour workday and gave us weekends you know happy may day to all by the way um he doesn't want that kind of shit like you know keep him keep him keep that shit far away from his his growing pain ears you know (laughs) god oh man uh these is you you gotta wonder like when are these folks gonna go away or be rendered completely (laughs) pardon me pardon me oh no Uh, it's okay you're trying to sneeze the kirk cameron out of you right that's right that's right I'm allergic to the fuck fucktard, you know, but uh, um, uh, you got to wonder when these people are going to go away or be politically and philosophically and ideologically rendered just inert. Like they're just going to be that crazy person yelling at a garbage can um, on some on some avenue that people don't walk down. Uh, but it, it's hard to imagine that, especially given this age that we live in where anybody can have a fucking voice almost overnight. It's, it's really, it's really kind of frightening. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit like, um, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, in high school, I think it was my freshman year of high school. Um, I was, uh, I was, uh, unfortunately, you know, pro-life at that point but i didn't know any better because i was a fucking Mm. stupid 13 year old kid you know i was a shitty 13 year old kid just you know uh i i was uh i i think that uh a girl i liked at that at that point was pro-life she was part of the right to life club Mm. and i was just like uh yeah i totally believe in this too yeah all kids (laughs) deserve a chance abortion is murder but that's the thing. It's like I, as I grew up, as I learned stuff, you know. Uh, ooh, oh no, Kirk Cam somewhere. Kirk Cameron's ears are fucking burning off his head. <laughs> I hope he steps on a fucking Lego. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I learned, you know, I, I learned the 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 critical actions that led to Roe versus Wade. And how important it is for us to understand that women's bodies shouldn't be policed. You know, mm. um, I, I uh, and, and that's kind of like another fallacy of like the Christian right, which is like, you know, we want smaller government, but we want women to like not have any control over their bodies because it's filthy. Mm. Mm. Oh, whatever. <sighs> Fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyway, Lady Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, so many people were just, like, up in arms. They're just like, oh, no, Thor's a woman now. (laughs) It's just like, it's like, um, aren't you the same guys who, uh, are crying about things being faithful to the source material? Um... (laughs) They've Ooh. never. Re- they don't read those comics. <laughs> like, where'd that philosophy go? Yeah, but no. uh, 
you know, uh, if anything, I'm, I'm, what I'm glad to see, and this is just me kind of like rubbing salt in the wound. Um, and yes, I, I feel like over the years I've gained a, a very nuanced taste for, uh, schadenfreude. It's my favorite, uh, kind of wine. Uh, <laughs> when it comes down to these incels, these, uh, racist misogynist fanboys getting all up in arms and upset over anything that shows what actual society is and reflecting that in media and then being like we should do something we should be aware we should boycott i'm so happy to say that they have never mattered yeah <laughs> they they, they, they got true. so upset over captain marvel boom over a billion at the box office. Any other film that's shown even like a modicum, like let's say Endgame and the A-Force moment that we'd like to call uh, in the middle of the battle and them being like, how is that realistic that all the ladies, it's just like they're fighting aliens who have magic stones <laughs> that wiped out half the universe and you're complaining about realism? I know. It's too many ladies. It's a comic book movie. It's it's all fan service, motherfuckers, <laughs> but but yeah, whatever. And even, and you know, the thing that made me giggle about that so much is that they some idiots uh took a a pirated copy of Endgame. Um this was like a story for a brief minute. And they edited out all the um, all the scenes that had Captain Marvel in it, as well as uh, the A-Force moment from the film and anything else that, you know, made their fifis all hurt. And uh, they started circulating, circulating that around the Internet, like this is the version of Endgame that should actually be in theaters. And again, it just doesn't matter. Whatever they do doesn't matter. That, but how, how does this ship fall does it just oh no there's a mouth like <laughs> bob left the stove on in like sector d exactly that's how the ship fell <laughs> like that that makes no sense like how were they how was the ship a how was the ship brought down and uh didn't captain marvel at one point end up trying to wrestle the the gauntlet away from Thanos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, so, what does he does he did they what like Photoshop a duck attacking him just like <laughs> out of nowhere? <laughs> Thanos All is like, <laughs> I am inevitable. So, oh, whack whack. You know, it's just like ah, get like, look, guys, it's Quackers. He's come to help us. <laughs> whack whack. hits the duck with the power stone (laughs) like what was that (laughs) this footage you have just seen might have been altered (laughs) that's uh you know it's this is the the corrosive and um and uh just just really poisonous element that we have to contend with in this day and age. But like I said before, if there's anything that's reassuring is that they don't matter. They're just like hemorrhoids. It's like, is yeah. it annoying? Sure. But you know, it's not going to kill you. 
and they're creams, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it can't rain all the time. Like, you know, Morbius is not going to be in theaters at some point. Oh, my God. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? If Jared Leto's listening to this, uh, listen, I have no part in this. I don't like the movie either, but, you know, I, I've moved on like a normal person. I'm watching Picard. Um and other such, you know, quality shows. <laughs> Picard gets a lot of hate from Star Trek fans. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Picard gets a lot of hates from that same shitty element that exists everywhere, both in Star Wars and Star Trek. Picard okay. is actually a really good show. Um, they Next week is the last episode of season two, and I'm fucking on the edge of my chair. And to know that there's a season three coming and the and pretty much all of the old cast is coming back. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. All right. Great. Did you yeah. know that Elon Musk bought Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that happen? Oh God! I basically was I. I basically shoved that that sheep. That's like oh that sheep <laughs> out of the way, you with the Picard face on that, dude. I, I honestly, why, why haven't you gotten into this show? It's good. <sighs> you you only watched the first episode of season one. You that's not a chance. All right. Here, how about this, right? I'll give it a chance. You watch Severance. I'll give it a chance. How about that? Tip All right. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the first episode of Severance tonight. All right. All right. Great show, by the way. Real good. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna check out uh, Picard. Maybe not tonight. Sometime during the week. <laughs> but yeah. Forty-four billion dollars, man! <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ! Isn't that fucking obscene? It's how how did like how does a person that rich like how does a person have like forty-four billion dollars burning a hole in their pocket and they're just like, God, I wish I knew what to do with this money. Ah, oh, I could. I mean, I could solve world hunger. I could. Ah, oh, but I mean, Twitter's right there, right? <laughs> I, I just uh, whatever, you know. Uh, it's 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 like a form of colonialism in a way, because it's not like Elon Musk was like, I have this idea to build a platform where people can say whatever they want and. You know, this is what the world needs. It's just like Twitter was built by other people, um, has been uh, grown over the years, for better or for worse, by by other folks who've worked very hard on it. Uh, people have come and gone. There have been controversies, obviously, as we've seen, especially over the last two years, a certain ex-president being kicked the fuck off, rightly. And he along comes Elon and is just like, Oh, I think that we could make it better. We could make it a platform for real free speech. It's just like, dude, th 
it's it's been chugging along fine without you like it's not in danger of shutting down or anything like that just yes some people got kicked off that's called having a fucking standard on a platform you want to see a you want to see a platform that had no standards just like oh everybody deserves a voice everybody deserves free speech look at 4chan look at 8chan look at acorn like it's a fucking set it was a fucking cesspool and it's a, it was a place where people posted their manifestos before doing really awful shit to marginalized communities, not just in America, but all over the world. And you, you think Twitter needs more of that? Fuck out of here. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't understand truly what his intentions are. I know that he's like, you know that that he's basically trying to use the the funds that he can capitalize off Twitter to fund Neuralink that uh that side project that he's got which is basically uh, severance 1 1.0 uh. um but uh but yeah i i i, I don't understand the 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 concept of trying to of purchasing that uh, of purchasing a, a social media platform with that obscene amount of money and then and then using said platform to harass AOC did you see <laughs> fucking like uh um so one of the uh, so he's been tweeting a lot Mr. Musk you know uh and uh, a- AOC basically commented recently. She was just like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. She's she was like, uh, uh, you know, it, it it's it sucks to have like these tech billionaires uh, influencing our society in such a negative way. Mm. And he tweeted at her. He was just like, uh, stop. Uh, wait, stop flirting with me. I'm shy. I'm just, and she was like, I was talking about Mark. She tweeted back. She was like, I was talking about Mark Zuckerberg. And I'm just like, oh, dude, that is so gross. Fucking stop that. This is a guy. You know what it is? This guy. This is a guy with no fucking personality who just happens to have uh, amassed billions of dollars and thinks that gives him personality. There has never been a time where Elon Musk has spoken. And I'm just like, whoa, that guy, he seems like interesting he's not he has technical knowledge he has ideas but he has no presentation to listen to listen to him speak is to listen to somebody whose brain constantly glitches his words make sense to him and when he has time to write it out and people around him who can express his ideas better then it coalesces into different things spacex tesla paypal whatever the fuck but he himself as like a guy there's like nothing to him he's pretentious he's uninteresting every time i see that still or that gif of him on joe rogan's show when he was smoking weed i'm just like dude you're the guy who wanted to fit in with the cool kids so bad but you didn't because you had one you had nothing to say and when they called you out on it you just you made fun of them with bad jokes 
Yeah, Fuck I, this I don't guy. know. Fuck yeah. this guy. He didn't even inhale weed, the weed when he was like when he was smoking. I don't know that whole that whole interview with with Joe Rogan was so so weird. It was just like somebody who was who was trying to be cool, but really has like like you said has no person has like all the the charisma of like a bag of leaves. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, whatever. He made all his money from fucking, his family made all their money from apartheid. Yeah. Um, Yep, yep. He's such a fucking piece of crap. Anyway, um, we're, sorry, we we diverged pretty hard from (laughs) the robots section. We did. Uh, <laughs> we did. So we got to we got to dive back in. Yeah, we uh, got to dive back in. I am really looking forward to Kenobi. It's May 1st and Kenobi right. is like sneaking up on us. He's like, hey, remember me, guys? <laughs> Hello there. It's like <laughs> you're early, bro. <laughs> I'll be back here, and then I'll pop back out, and I'll say hello there again. I'm like, all right. Oh, man. Fucking weirdo. (laughs) I've been in the desert for decades. (laughs) The sun has bleached my... The suns have bleached my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, uh, what do you think he was doing out in the desert? For that long a period of time, I know they're probably going to reveal it to us that he had like some space adventures. But theoretically, if you had to pin it down, what do you think that Obi Wan Kenobi was doing for a period of let's say <laughs> twenty six years? Right. <laughs> I think, um, like any any person who takes their spirituality to extremes and then puts themselves in isolation. Um, he deepened his understanding of the force, but also went a little crazy. I believe so. Because during that time, he was supposed to have been communing with Qui-Gon Jinn and probably Yoda and all the rest. But I think there were times when he was just talking to rocks and he thought it was them. And uh, he <laughs> he had some moments where he was just like, hold on, is the force real or am I crazy? <laughs> I think I think that's what happened. Oh, I would fucking love that. Like if the if he had like a whole moment where he just like questioned reality so hard that he lost his belief in the force. Hmm. He's just like, well, if you know, if I don't have the force, then who's been jerking me off this whole time? You know? <laughs> oh man, I also think that he'd probably be fucked with some uh, Tuscan Raiders. Um, just scaring the shit out of them because there was that scene in uh, a new hope where you know luke is about to get jumped by uh some tuscan raiders <laughs> and uh he shows up and he's got his hood on and he's like <laughs> and they run away yeah, they're like oh shit it's that weird guy that masturbates a lot <laughs> <laughs> And 
and uh, I think I think he was just really well practiced at that because he, you know, he went out there with no hesitation in broad daylight. I mean, there were there are two sons over Tatooine, so everybody can see him, and he was just like, oh fuck it, you know, I'm gonna put my hood up and I'm gonna scare these, uh, wh- whatever the fuck these things are, you know, <laughs> the Tuscans. Man, the Tuscans get a bad rap. And I, I'm glad that that Boba Fett uh, kind of like, you know, the Boba Fett show shown a light on like the fact that these are three dimensional characters like indigenous yeah. to tattooing. Yeah, that was that was fucking illuminating. I really I, I got to say that was my one of my favorite parts of uh, Boba Fett that actually involved Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of flaws. I still like it, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There doesn't need to be a season two, though. <laughs> oh, you don't think so, really? You don't think so? I don't so? think so. Nah, I don't All right. think so. Yeah. You know what? I'm, incl- I'm kind of inclined to agree with you. <laughs> I wouldn't, I w- I'd, be, I'd shrug if it, if it came back. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think Boba would, is a good character. He, okay, he got his own show, right? Um, I think we've had enough. I think he's good cameo material. That's, you know, they fleshed him out more. Maybe in another series, they can give him an episode or two. It's like, oh, this is, do you want to know how Boba Fett got that stripe on his left arm? Here's the story. (laughs) 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 We don't need a season, you know? Yeah. He gets one of those, like, do you know how he got those scars? You know, because you eventually see him. It's like, oh, he looks like, oh, it turns out he burned his hand made, trying to make a pizza. <laughs> ah, you know, it's, I just. <laughs> <laughs> just hard cuts to like him, like taking out the, the fucking pizza from the oven and just like burning his hand on like because he'd reach with it and he thought his armor would like, you know, shield him from. <laughs> and then he blasts the oven and then blows up the house. <laughs> Boba, the the deadliest pizza maker in the galaxy. <laughs> he took out three, three city blocks of a city he swore to protect. <laughs> oh, it's just like, I know I said I'd rule through respect rather than fear, but fuck that pizza. You know? <laughs> It's the last time I I I make a DiGiorno. <laughs> oh man. Um did you see the last episode of uh, Moon Knight? I did. I did and uh I honestly <laughs> was tempted to call my therapist up again cuz I was just like holy shit man this is they should have put a fucking warning at the beginning of that episode like this episode is the darkest thing that Marvel has done ever. I got to tell you, once the the mom uh, like whipped, like snapped the cincho, you know, my mm. ass, I got to <laughs> tell you, my ass quivered. It was like ass PTSD. <laughs> when Mark's mom, like, uh, you know, when Mark Spector's mom, like, snapped it, I was just like... <gasps> Oh, ow, my ass. You know, I was like <laughs> That's that's how like fucking man, that that just 
brought me back to my my rough salvy upbringing Mm. you know Mm. i uh that that it it definitely invoked something i gotta say I, i i'm right with you there and just the and again like if oscar isaacs is not given all the awards uh for this fucking series i I think I'm going to Will Smith at every uh, <laughs> award show. I'm I'm Aww. I'm dead ass. I just cuz this that would be an out that would be a true outrage. This is like not only are we watching a Marvel series that is fleshing out a character that almost none of the general public knew about and is giving it real life and body, but it's it's forcing us to face themes that we never thought we'd really have to face in the MCU. And Oscar Isaac is putting on a master class on acting. Like, yes. I mean, I, I feel like he should also get a letter from Anthony Hopkins the same way that, um, what's his name from Breaking Bad did. Oh, I thought you were going to say the same way that Harry Lennox sent a letter to Will Smith asking him to, to, you know, give his Oscar back. Oh, no, no. I didn't even know that happened. No. Um, was it Brian Cranston? He received a letter from Anthony Hopkins, like, okay, at the end or near the end of Breaking Bad, basically saying, like, y- your acting in this series has been fucking top shelf, but you know, just all the praise. And I'm just like, you get a letter from Anthony Hopkins giving you that praise. You shouldn't even have to audition anymore. You just show up, you drop the letter, and you're just like, boom. When do I start? You know, <laughs> I like I I have just like I don't know why I have this image of Brian Cranston being like, I don't need to know. You know, you don't need to tell me my acting is great. And he throw like he crumples up the letter and he throws it into a fire, like a nearby <laughs> like like a giant fucking you know raging fire that's going on behind him. And then you know he does a little meth. <laughs> <laughs> That man is committed to his acting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the character doesn't do meth, but ironically, Brian Cranston does. It's really weird. <laughs> oh shit, man! But uh, yeah, Oscar Oscar Isaac's deserves all the awards. Uh, this this latest episode of Moon Knight, um, I think. It makes me wonder how they're going to take the character because he has such a tragedy behind him and inside him um, that it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they I don't know it's Marvel so you know they 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 put laughs in there you know how are right. they going to spin this? Also, they all right. Spoiler, heavy spoiler warnings. Like they killed Stephen. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, it seemed like it. How how do you kill to be, like to basically to balance out his soul, right? Mm. But how, how do you kill uh, like it, it just seems like isn't isn't uh, that side of Mark metaphorical? Mm. Like can it be killed? Can he be killed? Like I, I'm saying it he this this other personality Stephen mm. Grant can he be killed? I'm wondering if he'll reappear at some point. I think he will. 
I think he will. I, but I, since it's a, since this last episode, but the show overall is an exploration of multiple personalities and trauma and coping mechanisms for, for this character and all its different aspects to evolve and fully embrace, you know, what they'll be as Moon Knight, both, uh, both in human form and, you know, supernatural form. I guess some aspect of that relationship has to change. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, does that mean that Stephen Grant isn't going to be around anymore? Because I found him to be like, I, I, I actually, it's towards the end, I got really quite taken by like how his charming nature. Mm. You know, he mm. kind of balances Mark out, and it's kind of a bummer to see him go. Perhaps they're going to change roles a bit, like because it from the beginning of the series, it seemed like Steve was the dominant. Uh, character uh, the dominant character in the body uh with mark kind of show, pushing up past the surface after a certain amount of time but it turns out if we are to believe the events of this past episode that mark was originally the dominant one and created steve in order to cope um so if mark is finally facing his demons there he'll be dominant again but there's there since steve built this whole life or this whole personality and his own way of dealing about things maybe they're inextricable from mark i don't know i don't know i mean i just know that this is really well written uh for the simple fact that we're talking about it in this in this way and in this depth yeah i agree um also conchu's a dick Conchu's a gaslighter is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> he is such a prick. Like he was just like, you know, he, he, Mark at his most broken, right? He's just like, you know, I'm dealing with all this trauma. I just, uh, I was, you know, part of a murder squad that killed the father of, of a person that I love. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to do with my life. And Conchu's like, yeah. You know, I can fix that for you. <laughs> you know, you play cards right. You be my moon knight. He's like, oh, what, what, does that mean you'll heal my pain? Ah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be more like my righteous fists. So basically <laughs> you'll be doing what you're doing now, but just, you know, better <laughs> in a better way. Or... <laughs> <laughs> And Mark's oh. like, okay, I guess that sounds good. And he's like, yeah, it does sound good, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I guess when you're on the edge of death, you don't exactly make the best decisions. No, you know? like, no, of course not. <laughs> How do you think I fucking ended up with these boobs, you know? <laughs> hey, nobody's complaining about the boobs. All right. I know, I know. <laughs> You step on one nail and then you don't get it looked at. And the <laughs> next thing you know, you're bargaining with an ancient Egyptian god and he gaslights you into getting boobs. <laughs> Tits night. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. 
Oh, okay. So, why do so we far, always that, go here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we always go. I don't know. I think I live there. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> what can you do, right? Doesn't he, like, I'm sorry. Not, I, I was talking again in reference to my boobs. But, like, uh, uh, do you think that they're going to finally reveal uh, in the next episode, like, who Mark's third personality is? He's basically the the guy that knifed all those people on that rooftop to death. Hmm. Huh. He's definitely the more violent of all the personalities. Yeah. I think his name is Jacob. Hmm. Hmm. That's, uh, that's going to be a mind fuck, whatever it is in this. Uh, I think the next one is the final episode of, uh, this miniseries. I think it's a six episode arc. Um, it's going to be a real mind fuck. Uh, this episode that just passed is probably like, (laughs) it's the award episode. It's the one that people are going to reference in regards to, uh, putting this on the docket at the, at the next several award shows. But the way they're going to wrap this up is basically the lead in, uh, into who Moon Knight is and how he's possibly going to fit into the rest of the MCU because they, they haven't. They haven't done anything direct yet. They haven't had any bu- anybody pop in and say like, "Hey, what's going on here?" You know, or <laughs> <laughs> just Spider Man's like, "Hey, hey, what's up, man?" It's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Oh, 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 sorry, I, I'm, uh, I'm in the wrong place. Just webs away, and it's like that's so weird. This is Egypt. <laughs> so far from he's so far from home. Ha. <laughs> Thank you for that. You laughed way harder than I thought you. I thought you were gonna groan. Um, it was a good one. And, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I think that's a good place to cap it on that oh. groaner. <laughs> <laughs> so for both of us here, I'm Pav, and I'm E, and together we are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. Tengo un corazón mutilado de esperanza y de razón. Tengo un corazón que madruga donde quiera. Ay, 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 ese corazón. Se desnuda de impaciencia ante tu voz Pobre corazón Que no atrapa su cordura Quisiera ser un pez Para tocar mi nariz en tu pecera Y hacer burbujas de amor por donde quiera oh, oh, oh. Pasar la noche en vela Mojado en ti la luna oh, oh, oh saciar esta locura mojado en ti
con un ancla imprescindible de ilusión. Sueña, corazón, no te nubles de amargura. Ay, 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 este corazón se desnuda de impaciencia ante tu voz. Pobre corazón que no atrapa su cordura. Quisiera ser un pez para tocar mi nariz en tu pecera y hacer burbujas de amor por donde quiera. Oh, oh, oh. pasar la noche en vela mojado en ti. Uh, un pez para bordar de corales tu cintura y hacer siluetas de amor bajo la luna. Oh, oh, oh. saciar esta locura. Esta locura mojado en ti. 